Welcome to the Dream Big, My Friend podcast, where you will find all the inspiration you need to begin living a more intentional life today. Because no matter where you are right now in life, it's never too late to dream big, my friend. And now here's your host, Francis Vitakovic. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Dream Big My Friend podcast. This is your host, Francis Vitakovic, and today we are going to be having a chat about money. So I don't often talk about money on this podcast because that isn't my primary focus in my business, teaching people about money. But I have to say, I think I've always been aware that I've had a really good, healthy mindset around money, making money, spending money. And I thought I might share with you some of the insights that I've gained along the way that has helped contribute to this really positive relationship that I have with it. So just to give you a background, and I'm sure I've shared this before, I had two parents who grew up really poor, in poverty, back in Croatia on a little island in a little village. And I love listening to them share stories about the way they grew up. Like you'd ask questions like they didn't have a fridge. They didn't even have a bed. They slept on hay. Their lunches for school uh, were like bread and lard. It was just so minimalistic. They didn't have toys. I'm pretty sure they didn't have electricity. I remember my parents said that they got their first toothbrush when they were like 12. I think my dad said he didn't own a pair of shoes for many years. But the stories that they share from that time in their life are definitely not doom and gloom. Like they lived in a live village where they were surrounded with friends and family. They were free to explore. Like they have such fond memories about those experiences growing up, even though they didn't have much, which is probably why, you know, as they've gotten older, they still don't need much to be happy. And that was something that I myself learned when I went to live in Croatia post-war this is back in 1995. I just finished my degree. I went to live there. I stayed in the village for nine, nine months and I was in Croatia on the island for two and a half years. And it really opened my eyes up to the way that money doesn't necessarily equal happiness. Okay. Money is one thing. Money is paper and money doesn't actually have meaning until you give it meaning and your feelings of happiness, like what determines whether you're a happy person or a really miserable person will all come down to the thoughts that you're actually having, which is why you can have people, let's just say that have a million dollars in the bank and they feel really depressed and a million dollars in the bank and they are the most joyful people in the world. It's because it's their thoughts that are determining their happiness. So just so you know, like my parents ended up coming to Australia and they were hard workers and they came with a dream and a belief, a belief that they could do anything. And that was their belief that they held tight onto and that probably fueled their success. And I think that I noticed not just in my parents, but just in the general group of all, all the friends that they came out to Australia with, they all came with zero dollars in their pocket. And yet they were able to create so much financial success because they had a belief that it was possible. So for me, That's why I grew up thinking you don't necessarily need to be the smartest cookie in school. You don't have to have a college degree. If you want something bad enough and you believe that you can do it, then that is enough. You need to have that belief in yourself and it has to be so strong so it's going to fuel your feelings and that are going to encourage you to take action. So when I was growing up, I was taught that money should be respected, money should be valued, that you don't just spend it just because you uh, get some money into your wallet so you just earn some money. You have to be comfortable having it. I have a feeling or what I've noticed is people have this impression that if you're rich, you're just always spending money. But from my experience, just 
observing people who do have money, those who are quietly wealthy, they don't have that same need to rush out and buy everything. When you have worked for your money and you earned it and you value it, oftentimes you actually want to hold on to it and like really think about where and how you want to spend it. This is the difference between an abundant mindset and a scarcity mindset. So people who have a scarcity mindset when it comes to money find it really difficult to hold onto money. Many of them think that the issue is actually the fact that they don't earn enough money. But in reality, it comes to the fact that that their prevailing belief is that there is never enough. And when you live from that mindset that there is never enough, you sometimes spend without thinking and then you just shrug your shoulders and say, there's never enough. Look, you know, there's more evidence to prove that this is true. But when you have an abundant mindset, when it comes to money, you know that money is always flowing through the world. There's not, you know, a certain amount that goes to one person. If one person's rich, that it means another person has to be poor. There's more than enough for everyone to go around. You have a belief in yourself that you can generate money. And when you get it, you appreciate it and value it enough that you might want to hold on to it and think about how you want to invest that money, whether you're investing it back into yourself or back into your business or into property. People with an abundant mindset make smart decisions to do with money. Now, you might be thinking if a person has an abundant mindset, you know, what's wrong with just spending it on anything and everything because you have this assumption that more is going to come your way. Well, what I've actually found, like from experience, from watching people with abundant mindset generate more money and enjoy their money and share their money is that they spend it on things that matter to them. So the reason that I'm even recording this podcast is I have a teenage daughter and she was like talking about having a job you love, earning a good income. And we had a conversation about saving because I was taught to save my money, but I wasn't taught to save my money out of a scarcity mentality. You have to save it because there won't be enough for a rainy day. I was taught to save it because it's important to value your money and to only spend it on things that matter. And this led to a conversation with my daughter about looking at all the things that you have purchased with your money in the past. And are you still happy with those decisions? Because the difference between those who have money and don't have money isn't always the income they're generating each year. You could have someone who earns a hundred grand a year and is living paycheck to paycheck, who is totally wasting their money on rubbish, on things that they don't care for every single week. And then a different person could have the exact same income and yet they make really smart decisions about how they spend their money. They're happy to hold on to it, uh, not because they're scared that it's going to run out, it's because they value it so much. So the question here is, what do you actually value more? Do you value having money, like letting it sit in your bank, just be there? Or do you value stuff, material possessions? Because that's often where most of our money goes. Think about all the money that you generated over the course of your career. Where has that money gone? Do you have something to show for it? For some people, you will have a home to show for it. You will have an education. You will have a car. You might have a computer that you use every day, and they can be considered to be really smart investments. But where has all the other money gone? So I love this exercise of walking around your house and just taking a look and asking yourself the question, if someone was to offer me the exact same money that I paid for it, would I take it or would I want to hold onto the item, whatever that is, whether it's a piece of clothing, a dress, a handbag, a pot plant, a book. Smart choices are the ones that you'd say no, like it, I wouldn't want the money back because I got so much out of it. So like for every book on my shelf that I enjoyed, that I feel like transformed me in some way, I'd, I'm glad that I spent that $20 to purchase that book 
when it comes to I'm looking around my room to see what I've purchased. Okay, I have a blanket. It's a throw blanket over my day bed. Smart choice because I use it every single day. I've gotten my value out of it. And I think that this is a really important exercise to do because when you have an abundant mindset, it's not that you mind spending money, but you are spending money on things that you value. So what are choices that if you could go back in time, you wish you hadn't made? And moving forward in the future, did you know that you have a choice to say no? You don't have to buy everything and anything. You can get comfortable with just having money and purchasing things that you truly value. So I know the topic of this podcast episode was making more money. And so what I'm going to share with you now is really important. Like I said to you before, my parents encouraged me to save money because they valued money so much. And it wasn't coming out of a scarcity mindset that I was going to run out. But it was because money was precious and value. And if you're going to spend it, spend it on things that really count. So I was having this conversation with my daughter the other day about how I had saved an incredible amount of money by the time I finished high school. And then I'd saved even more by the time I finished university, which allowed me to travel for a few years. And she started asking me questions. Well, you know, how do you save? Like, what are your saving tips? And I was saying to her, don't get too obsessed about the saving. Saving is, of course, important, but a better question to ask yourself is, how can I earn more money? So many of us are obsessed with having more money that we feel like more money will equal freedom. And for many of us, of course, it does. It does offer you a freedom. But rather than skimping all your pennies and living a life of deprivation, I want you to know that you have a different choice. You can decide to go out there and make more money you can offer more value to the world. And so that was what I was encouraging her to do. And that's what I say to myself. If I want to earn more money, how can I offer more value to the world? How can I offer amazing value to the world? What do I need to do to achieve those results? Now, many of you that are already in a full-time job and you feel like you've reached your cap, it's like, well, I can't earn more money because this is what this is where my limit is. I'm only capable of earning this amount in my current job. I want you to know, like having that belief that you can't earn more will end up manifesting your life because your thoughts are going to reflect your result. But what if it was possible for you to earn more money? What if it was possible for you to start a side gig? What if it was possible for you to walk in and see your boss and saying, I am requesting a raise and this is the amazing value that you will get as a result of investing in me. And it is like almost a no brainer offer. Like the value that you are providing is too good to refuse. If you want to earn more money, don't say, I don't know. Decide instead that it is possible and get your brain to work on finding that solution. Say, hey brain, I'll be earning an additional 10,000, 20,000, 50,000, 100,000 dollars a year. Tell me how I do it. Give me the solution, brainstorm ideas. Be a proactive participant in your life. Do not just give up. Assume it can be true and believe in yourself. That really is a secret to earning more money in this world by providing value to others. People will pay you well when you provide them with value. That's the exchange. That's the exchange that feels comfortable and you feel comfortable receiving that money when you know that you're providing value. It's actually so much easier to feel comfortable earning a high income and feel comfortable having money when you know that you're providing value. So my question to you is, how can you provide more value to the world that will equal more income? And make sure to teach your children this too. If you are a parent, it is so important for them to understand that money is not always an exchange in hours like you work five hours and you earn X amount, okay? It's the value. 
This is why when you purchase an Apple iPhone, if you have an Apple iPhone, I'm pretty sure that I paid approximately 1800 Aussie dollars to get my latest iPhone. And I'm sure that if you add up the sum of whatever the components cost to make this iPhone, it's not $1,800 be a couple hundred dollars I have no idea but the reason that I paid this amount for this phone is because I valued it it was worth it to me to exchange that sum of money for this phone so what value can you offer others what value can you offer your work what value can you offer your clients what is a specific result that you can help them achieve when you hone in and get really clear on what these results are, and ideally you want them to be results that are so amazing, so fantastic, something that you are confident that you can deliver and you know it's going to make a difference in someone's life, like to someone, the results have to matter to someone else, then that is when the magic of making more money will start to happen for you. Now, I can already see that I have so much more to say about this topic, so you'll probably find me eventually recording another episode on money, but for now, I think I've given you enough to think about. Take care as always. I hope that you are having a fabulous day, and I can't wait to catch you on the next episode. Until then, dream big, my friend. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this episode, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out. And if you really loved it, you can show your support by leaving a review on iTunes. For more inspiration, head over to dreambigmyfriend.com, where you will find even more content for all the dreamers out there. Until next time, dream big, my friend.